All right, y'all, before we get into the show, first of all, welcome back. Uh, I'm going to get into some uh, cool UBH Presents uh, shows coming up this week. We're getting very busy. We've got a new venue um, under our belt. Uh, Indie Craft Brew Tap Room in Muncie uh, is going to be the site uh, of the Tuesday show this week, Tickles and Tacos. Uh, and then Wednesday, we have at Kettle Top Brew House. Uncle Buck's Comedy Hour. Both of these shows are going to be featuring Jason Ritchie, one of our favorite people. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, super hilarious dude. Tuesday in Muncie, Wednesday in Anderson, uh, 8 o'clock. Both of those shows are free, so come out and see those this week. And then for you trivia folks, we are going to be in Fairmount Thursday. UBH is putting on uh, music through time trivia, music in time trivia. So there's going to be six rounds. Each round is a different decade. We're going to be testing you from the 60s to the 2010s. And if you think you know your music, come out. we got some cool prizes for you. Uh, that'll be starting at 7 o'clock uh, Thursday at Bad Dad Brewing in Fairmount, you guys. So come on out. Some fun shows this week. Uh, without further ado, oh, follow us at UBH Presents for all the cool show updates uh, and also uh, first uh, information drops on at UBH Presents on all forms of social media. Let's get into the show. everybody welcome back it has uh, been a couple of weeks we're happy to be back with you we got our first snow of the year which i know nick is more than excited about Boo. he showed up with gloves and a hat fucking indiana it was just 60 degrees it really was a few days ago it really was but at the same time at what point are we gonna you know realize it's kind of the hand we're dealt here in the midwest it's always it's too hot it's too cold and then when one of those even itself out we don't like it yeah, it's uh well and you know we just kind of as as you know the first world are are used to we only innovate through inconvenience it seems like. We'll call <laughs> we, <laughs> we'll call Indiana the 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 Karen state. The yeah, the, the the Karen state. I mean, yeah. I mean in a lot of we we did fucking make Mike Pence. Yeah. After all, half the states Republican, half the states I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, are we? We're not a blue state. No, we're yeah, not. Yeah, no, we're right. definitely thirty five percent Republican. But there's way more. There's a. Uh, so when I say half, I'm saying like the central northern po- portion of it. Yeah. In the southern, where more of the colleges are, they seem to be more liberal. Well, kind I think I think those are, are kind of located I-Y. on the. I think those are more centralized to the campuses. I mean, you you go outside of Bloomington and you go into Bartholomew County, Brown County. There's nothing else around there. Jackson so they, County. Yeah, they Martinsville's not that stuff. far away. Martinsville's not that far away. <laughs> it's like right. Martinsville and then oh shit, we're in Bloomington. But they don't have. That's true. They don't have what forty thousand people. That's if, true. If you want to know what Southern so, Indiana is like, follow Jim Lucas's comments. The, the state representative. Oh, yeah. That's, I know Jim Lucas. That's a nice sample product of, yeah. uh, of how they, they <laughs> oh, it's the man. It's, it's the population of, this, of the school. They're, th- I mean, there's how, how many kids are in? I oh, know. gotcha. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, like, gotcha. There's not, I, that, I, there's not that many people in the towns around it. That's true. 
So most that, of, that's very true. Most of Bloomington is college. But also, you, you could kind of say that about both extremes, you know what I mean? When you think about, you know, the most extreme liberal, you know, ideology, people with the most liberal ideology and the people with the most conservative ideology. I mean, I guess the... Uh, I guess the farthest reach of both would be like the KKK and then like, you know, what would uh, Antifa or whatever. Um, but yeah. like those people really, there's not that many of them. You know, we, 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 we get yeah. shown now a lot of them unfortunately hold positions of power and influence, but like I think most people, most of the American populace is in the middle does, and it's like you're both kind of fucked up. You does know? Antifa take the fourth quarter off? Is that <laughs> is that their plan? I mean, I haven't seen them in they've, the fourth they've quarter. They've just vanished. Yeah. yeah. They've, they've just vanished. Absolutely. They a, just... a lot of that stuff has just vanished. Like, stuff is is just changed because now it's the Travis Scott incident. And, yeah. And now we're back to satanic panic. For sure. You know, it's like, this was what... What was this, what was sa- this? The Satanic Panic was in the eighties. Yeah, like when the yeah when metal music was out and Tipper Gore was getting all up in arms about you know the the you know um, Slayer and them. I think Lamb of God was a big one that got uh, drew a lot of heat. Um, D. Snyder. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He uh, testified and ki- killed it. If you watch it, he absolutely killed it. Yeah, he really did. Oh wow. And, yeah, uh, I I didn't. I'm not a huge fan of Twisted Sister. We're but, like, not gonna take. And he like, but he didn't take it, and so like you know, he kind of walked out. He talked, and, and they situation. dressed up as in a drag in that video too. Yeah, it was um, fantastic. And then there was the I think it was, was it Megadeth they played back or Ozzy Osbourne they played back. Oh, yeah. It says shoot, 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 kill, kill, kill. Yeah, and when a kid killed himself. <laughs> oh shit. Yep. Dennis Leary said the best. That's natural selection. I, I mean, mean it, it technically is. I don't see what you know. So if uh, you if if you go to a concert the size of Travis Scott's festival, you got to know that there's some shit that's going to happen. I mean, look at the Indy 500. Not necessarily. I mean, there have been numerous uh, uh, gatherings of uh, 50,000 plus people. I've been to festivals of 50,000 well, yeah, plus people. A bluegrass festival is not the same as a uh, well, Megadeth, Lamb of God, speak Travis for, Scott. Speak for yourself. Yeah, well, and those don't have the issues <laughs> that, that this had. I, the, the reason I say that, the reason I say that is because um, this, what happened to Travis Scott, like, and we're, we're going to get into, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit more depth. I, you know, we're not going to just repeat Isaac Weishaupt's podcast, obviously, but like just, just my biggest takeaways from it. And like there, the biggest fact that came out of that, that drives me the most insane is that the city had, had called it, announced it officially a mass casualty event, like a half hour before the show even ended. And at that point, that's a failure on management, whether it's concert management, whether it's festival management, whether it's security management, whether it's Travis Scott himself, whether it's whatever. There was a failure in management at that point to stop music and you need to, I, something had to happen there. Do I know exactly what that had to, what that had to be? No, but there were people being stomped at a point in which he asked the crowd to make the ground shake. Yeah. And now there and to attest to your point these metal festivals there have been a lot of you know x fest and there have been oz fest and there have been all of these things and there have been these massive mosh pits in which yeah there are some injuries but everyone who who received those injuries knew what they were getting into right and that's that's what i was saying yeah oh gotcha gotcha, gotcha. you know that there's going to be a large group of people together getting crunk 
yeah. and there's there's some shit that's bound to happen. Now, obviously, you're not thinking about death, yeah, but you should know that there, you're going to leave with some bumps and bruises. Well, it, well, but but here's the thing: is like you also have a choice in those scenarios to get into the mosh pit for the most yeah. part. And like now, is that always the case? No, I've definitely been in some shows where I get caught in a mosh pit, but like. Ah, man, it's so, it's so, it's so crazy to me Do you that th- like, that, that, that when the, yeah, when, as, at the point in which the city calls it a mass casualty event, you got to stop. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, totally I don't know what that, that protocol is and it need, probably needs to be put in, but at that point, like, you know, um, like they, they, there's video supposedly of two guys coming out on stage and like Travis Scott waving them off, mm-hmm. like, you know, and then, you know, like kind of helping one person in the crowd and then moving on and like not coming back or whatever. Um, I haven't watched the entire performance, but it, it, there's hard, it's hard for me to have an excuse for why a concert continued for a half hour after people had already died at it. Yeah. Like, um, like there's no way that it takes that long for any kind of emergency yeah. response. Sure. Especially oh. when, like you said, mass, mass casualty, when you hear that, I mean, people, cops should be stopping what they're doing and, and headed that way. Yeah, absolutely. And like several of the EMTs went on TikTok and we're talking about, you know, we, we're outnumbered like we did everything we could like within procedure obviously but like they just were simply outnumbered and um so 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 the reason why i why i I said that you kind of know what you're getting yourself into is i um i know some people that go to the 500 quite often the indy 500 and they told me about this this air god man i can't remember the name um but it's basically a street it's basically a block um inside of a um uh like people t- camp in 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 the parking garage um they camp on the street um and it's just a huge party and cops and ambulances line the outside of this they make a perimeter and like the snake pit i think i think that might well no it's not in it's not in the infield yeah it's uh, not in there it's, so it's this is, it, is it's across the street yeah it's it's completely outside like they're oh, so if you go they're all camping there be, so that they can get any there's fast. the main road and you go by and you gotcha. can turn right and that's where everybody cruises uh, okay and that's where people can park and then they can camp out there but yeah the stake pit is a hundred times worse than anything you'll see yeah, yeah. I, I've and heard that's, it's pretty that's fucking insane. That's inside the park, right? Yeah, that's on the infield. We, we yeah. inf- uh, when Spudcast first started, we went out there with um, Tim Sproles, who's a camera operator. We went out there, interviewed people, and the things we saw was just yeah, it's, oh, shit. it's intense. I didn't go in it. I I kind of just went by it when the, the the last time I went, I was like twenty when I went. I was just like, I ain't. We, with we that. went out twenty seventeen, I believe. We went out there, and it was just um, filled with mud um because it's may and then like just people are just drunk and high and and you could just see where things could go very very wrong yeah quickly well and uh so this this incident that i'm talking about um they were in they were in this parking garage people were camping and there were gunshots that went off no one knows what happened there were ambulance that came in and took a body and left and everybody continued to party like and obviously you don't hear about that on the news yeah. because they want to keep, you know, the 500 is, is this place where everybody can come. It's a family event. That, absolutely. Um, well, <laughs> they just let kids in. I don't right. know if it's a family well, event. <laughs> out, outside the, outside yeah, of sure. the infield, absolutely. should I say. Um, but, but like they're prepared and like it seemed 
like this this festival had been going like had been planned for a while if they knew that there were that going to be that many people and they knew that there were going to be that many people um they should have been well prepared for that and to be outnumbered that's that's a terrible excuse like there should have been much more planning that went to it i mean if this was you know like a woodstock type of event which Mm -hmm. how many people ended up being there at uh at at the festival at Uh, at like fifty thousand. So that's, I guess that's not really that many. I mean, that's a, that's a professional, I mean, that's a professional that's, that's sporting less, event nearly. That's less than what's that, um, Ruoff. No, uh, Ruoff. I think they can get to 100,000. No, Ruoff gets maybe 30. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Ru- Ru- yeah Ru- Ruoff can't hold more than maybe 30,000 people. Well, there's, there's, there's state and city ordinances that says however many people are playing for an event is how many per ambulances you have to have. Yeah. Because a high school game has like ten thousand people at the at the biggest that I've seen at regionals, and they have one set of EMTs there for ten thousand people. That's insane. That doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. Well, it's it's because it's it's a, uh, but also is is uh, but, uh, I don't know if Bucks had to deal with this or not. Do you have to have insurance on your venues? Uh, not if the, if the venue itself will ha- it is okay. required to have insurance, but I I don't specifically need so to so that's. Uh, when i used to work for oh i knew the wrestling promoters they had to have insurance yeah right the promoters themselves like their llc the building couldn't building had nothing to do with it because of what the performers was going to be doing physically and stuff like that. yeah it's not on the building to secure the performance happening inside of it so whoever was the producer executive producer of this was also should is in charge of how much security how many people ambulance yeah or emts um and then the security guys how many security guys per person and things they're they're, they're always outnumbered so that's travis scott's job no that's not his job uh yeah no it's a it it would be whoever uh there's a producer an executive producer on this that was not him (laughs) well it's his festival though it's his festival but there's still he hired whoever's job it was to do this okay okay yes okay so it goes back to the alec baldwin thing again he's executive producer on it i'm not saying travis scott's not yeah for sure but we have to find out once again how did this break down yeah Yeah. Um, and no one knows like really from from all the information that i've read about it no one really knows where the breakdown was well i mean it it comes down to at what point after the city had declared it a mass casualty event which i believe in the city of houston that that's like what two deaths at a location i think it's just more than two deaths at a location (coughs) there were eight uh yes and hundreds more injured uh, nine, nine injured. The, the ninth one just died. No oh, shit. shit. Like, the that same makes as it Pearl Jam. That does make it the same as fucking Pearl Jam. Holy show. fuck. So and uh, it was the same amount of people. Yeah, like, about like fifty thousand people. Almost. And this is from the this is from the um, Isaac Wife. Yeah, pod, yeah. Podcast, but what the, it was. Uh, I can't remember the similarities now. Well, so 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 here's the thing: is Pearl Jam had a similar concert that went awry. The crowd was just insane, and nine people died at their concert. They almost broke up, like they, like it, it almost destroyed the band. But Travis Scott was wearing a Pearl Jam T-shirt, mm-hmm. um, like I think either earlier in the day of the performance or like in some photographs or something. Um, he was wearing a Pearl Jam T-shirt. And he was, 
uh, was indicating or had something about indicating the number nine um, in in some artwork. Uh, listen to Isaac Weishaupt's pod- podcast, but there were a lot of connections with Pearl Jam that it really didn't line up like outside of, you know, obviously all coincidence and speculation, but, <clears throat> but until like the ninth person passed away, that's like to have the same amount of people pass at both concerts and then share these, you know, sort of similarities in nature and in, uh, you know, outcome is, uh, you know, pretty strange to say the least, if nothing else. But like, so let's get into a lot of the, the, the symbolism and the occult aspect of this. If, if we want to s- sit here and say, take dead man's theory of, <clears throat> they're only using this symbolism because it's it's uh, edgy and they want to look cool and they just want to they want to market to the dumb fuckers that yeah c- that consider the, the occult yeah like like the, they they want to they want to milk the people who consider the occult by feeding these fake occult symbols and like you know this sort of shit let's go ahead and take that road um, okay let's say that these symbols are just simply marketing. They're nothing more than etchings on whatever surface they've been made. The all-seeing eye, whether it be, you know, Satan horns, whether it be black eyes, whatever. Let's say they are just being used for marketing. We can see and perceive less than 1% of all of the sensory, less than all of the sensory um, aspects of our physical world. What we can measure in science is limited to that which we can perceive. We cannot have a scientific explanation for that which we cannot perceive. Mm -hmm. The symbols and items and ideologies and theories surrounding um, and the energy surrounding these symbols is beyond our perception. So how can we sit back and say, oh, these symbols are just satire. These symbols are nothing when they happen to be involved in incidents that have this. Now, imagine the people that would be upset if this happened at a mega church. Right. You know, if this happened at a mega church and, and you know, there was, uh, you know, they, they were singing, you know, my God is an awesome God. And they would just, you know, they praised themselves to death. They just had a stampede of praise. They were just like, hallelujah, fuck you. You know what I mean? I don't think that would happen. I just really don't think it would, because I think in that aspect, in that paradigm, that paradigm of we're all here gathered to, to, to perform a ritual together, that sense of community, I think would stop people from being trampled there's an energy behind those the the type of symbolism and the type of um energy that you're talking about at a uh mega church is not the same that is within the symbolism and the energy that would have been at the travis scott festival is 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 what you're saying yeah well it's simply because you know take the take the archetype stuff out of it don't even imagine it's in a church imagine it's in a fucking barn of just a bunch of people that are communal friends and they're just simply having a loud raucous time praising whatever deity is that they have. Now, because they're all there under a common ideology, they're all there under a common community, 
that sense of community, that sense of togetherness, I think would stop people from getting trampled. I think people would care enough about each other to not get trampled. Now, whatever environment was cultivated by Travis Scott and his folks, whether that be based in symbolism, whatever, whatever, whether that be based in, you know, whatever the crowd that was there, I don't know, you know, if, um, uh, you know, that they were, you know, um, if there was some sort of, I, I don't know what, whatever the paradigm was that that crowd was in, they didn't give a fuck about people being trampled on. Okay. So with that note, let's, and that's not, and that's not limited to, that's not limited to the, to the music. That's not limited to the, um, you know, uh, you know, population themselves. There was just something about the air that night. It could have been a rock concert. It has been a rock concert a couple times. And it could could have been another one of these concerts. It could have it you know it could have happened somewhere else based on the type of paradigm that it was you know like the Capitol building. Yeah, for sure. So that's 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 where I was getting at. Absolutely. And in my opinion, there were agitators. Sure. And in my opinion, there were agitators at this event as well. Absolutely. In a group of fifty thousand people, let's say that it wasn't even fifty thousand people that were down there. Uh, pushing the herd let's say it was just maybe 25 it was half of those people Twenty-five thousand yeah. people where are you going to find could have been agitator? even less could have been even less yeah 10 let's say ten thousand. where are you where are you going to be able to say oh that guy's pushing get him out of here yeah you're not you're you're not and there's going to be people placed in certain portions of the crowd to manipulate the crowd movement and sure. to manipulate the energy that is within that crowd same thing that happened at the capitol building exactly because there would be people who are let's say republican uh minded yeah. that would say that you know uh well the, you know if i would have went down there to the capitol building that would have never i would have never been a part of that because we yeah. don't think like that sure you know and that's the same thing that you're saying in the sense of you know praising to death or uh you know being at the travis scott festival that 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 night and that whole energy in the air that's in my opinion that's what happens to pre like when something is predisposed yeah when it's when when it's already pre premeditated thought of planned this is what we're gonna do yeah and you know i'm not one to believe in angels and demons i don't believe in that but i do believe in energy and i do believe that um that sacrificial energy is real i i do believe that that stuff is real and i do believe that when it was being done back in the indian back back in the um uh what what age was that the aztecs uh, it, mayans well i mean even before that there Romans, were blood sacrifices egyptians yeah. were doing it sure. uh, the and even, almost every ancient civilization even, has some form of blood the sacrifice. sumerians were doing it and that's sure. the first known civilization that we know of um you know they they were doing and they and mm -hmm. they were doing it because that they could predates religion even they they could control their masses much easier than than we can you know well, there's way too many people to be able to say it's sure. all right we're gonna kill this person tonight so that we all can have crop yeah you know it's it's gonna be fine people yeah for sure you can't do that now but yeah to um the let's say the one percent let's say it's just the one percent that's that that's doing the stuff that has this kind of knowledge yeah um you know that's it's not hard to find a place and secretly do shit like that yeah and not saying that that's what's that that's what is happening but yeah that's the possibility well and and i guess the point i'm ultimately trying to make here is you can gather 
in joy and you can gather in light or you can gather in darkness and something about the way that the energy was in that crowd that night, it stopped the, the correct, it stopped people from self-correcting people, people, ultimately the people that proceeded to step on other people, like there had to be some initiates, like you said, there had to be someone who was like, yeah, we can totally continue on doing this because I I'm imagining being, I'm imagining being at, uh, Klipsch, or yeah, whatever the fuck exactly. it is, Ruoff. I'm imagining being there and, you know, just like feeling the crowd pushing me up, you know, towards the front and just like being like, what would that feel like to just have this rush of people? I think what would happen is, you know, maybe the, and the, maybe the way the venue was designed, it, this wasn't a possibility, Yeah. but like it would flow out. It, it, it would, it would flow out to the sides. People wouldn't, you know, they, yeah. they, they, they would have to get a way out. But then again, you know, I, I'm making assumptions about the, the design of the venue and maybe the design of the venue needed to be altered, um, that, uh, in order to make this possible, but whatever formula that was concocted for that performance that night between um, between event production and directors, between local officials and local security, um, EMT being uh, uh, ill-prepared, and um, whatever it was, whether it was a miscommunication or a conscious decision on the part um, of Travis Scott to not be able to stop that show for at least a little bit to, to kind of regain control. He did stop the show. Well, I mean, well he, he did he, for... Uh, he finished his w- set, though. No, no, no. He stopped the show. No, no. He actually stopped the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the person got back up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He stopped. He stopped for. Yeah, he stopped for for one individual. That's right. That's right. He did stop for one individual. Um, but you know, but at the point that the city declared it, there was a failure in communication on the back end somewhere. Um, that you know needed to um, you know needs to be addressed and and can't be allowed to happen again. Um, and. You know, am I saying that, you know, I'm jumping on the satanic panic side of things and I'm like, you know, they definitely, you know, summon demons or or whatever, you know, I I don't know, Mm -hmm. obviously, but, you know, something about the energy formula that night that symbols do contribute to regardless of what we want to say, like, like just because we can't measure it with some meter that we've, you know, developed in our short time in the modern era doesn't mean that there's not some sort of symbolic connection there. And I don't know, maybe it's time that we start to have an open conversation like that. You know what I mean? Uh, open conversation about that sort of thing, because you know, when put in the wrong hands of someone who is essentially a God on stage, if you can control the actions of 50,000 people directly in front of you, yeah, there's a lot of influence there. And if influence breeds energy and you have symbols that may not be having the most positive energy, um, you know, then, uh, you know, and maybe it's not the symbols themselves. Maybe the symbols themselves are simply a medium for the energy that's put into them. And if that's the case, then maybe we need to have a conversation about the people that are using these symbols and the energy they're putting into them. Right. But, you know, until we can measure this stuff physically, you know, it's, it's never really going to be in the mainstream conversation and that's, you know, okay. Uh, but you know, it's, uh, something that I think we should talk about at least a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, it's so fucking insane to just even think about like, um, and then what's even crazier is like the afterwards, like it, like, um, just, they must've stayed off of Twitter or something because they like partied after the show. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it was him, Drake. They went to a Dave and Buster's mm-hmm. of all places. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I mean, ultimately, what could you do? I mean, you, you couldn't do anything else, but at the same time, I don't know, like Pearl Jam almost broke up the next day. You know, it just seemed odd. Well, here's the other thing we have to take into account for this, too. This was a, a multiple stage setup. RZA finished his set. So once he finished his set, they used multiple stages to keep the crowd from, like, what is it, Glassberry? Yeah. Have you ever seen Glastonbury? Yeah. Glastonbury. They have multiple stages, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, Astroworld, once RZA got done, everything went, that stage went dark, and then everybody yeah. tried to go to one place. Yep. Hmm. And so, that is, uh, it, well, and that's also like, you that's, know. That's physics right there. So if you have. And then the biggest thing is you have to take into social media. I'm a Travis Scott. I want to get close. Instagram Live, all yeah. this other mm-hmm. stuff, right? For sure. So, um, but I mean, it, it, there's just so many. They they actually could have had a, up to hundred thousand people in there. Yeah. From what they said, that's, they, they kept it. That's up. what I heard is is that there was about a hundred thousand. <clears throat> but they kept no, no. There's only fifty thousand that were there, of uh, course, supposedly. And but once they closed the stage or the second station, everybody. When that's because I looked at the stage setup to see what was going on, and there was other minor stages. But when even when headliners come on, I think they at other places they still have some other people playing that other people might want to see. Yeah, I mean, but but also like yeah, and 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 for me, like you know, it's so hard for me to think that the crowd wouldn't regulate itself, like. You oh, know, no. Like, oh no! Well, just go, just go to. I was, I was at Kroger. They couldn't even figure out yeah. how to get in line to yeah. self checkout. And then, well, no, and then I, I mean, put some I'm talking about personal space wise. I guess no, no, no. Put no. some, put, put some alcohol and drugs into that mix too. You know, yeah, and I've you know, and like I just don't see. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen, especially. Yeah, most of them. I don't are have this issue. At, if I've never, I've never. Yeah, and maybe it's just the festivals I go to, like you said, but like you know, um, even as some that that have gotten pretty rowdy, like you know, the the last thing anyone wants to do is anyone to get hurt, and as soon as they are, like people, you know, try to take care of it, and a lot of people in the crowd were scared. They didn't know what to do. Like there was something that they almost couldn't control, and that was the yeah. number one thing is that people said in that crowd that there was something they couldn't control there's exactly. they couldn't they couldn't do anything about it which is you know we can talk about um you know uh you know physics uh all we want but you know if we don't even have a conversation about metaphysics i think we're um so there was according to re- reports i've heard this from different podcasts reports i'm not a reporter <laughs> But I've heard this from different Starting podcasts. Down there. <laughs> um, they there there was people going like passing around passing out drugs. Oh, like uh, like uh, I I heard one that people said they were like syringing people, yeah. but I don't know about all that. Yeah, no, that's been debunked. Yeah, I, yeah, that, that sounded pretty. It was, yeah, that it was, sounded it pretty was, crazy. It was to me. flashlights. Ah, so there's a little yeah. So there's a little little, little clicker flashlights. Yeah, like so you could shine and stuff like that. That's what it was. Nobody was stabbed or yeah. pranked with anything. Yeah, that sounded like it was pretty uh pretty strange. I thought they meant it was like a like a syringe jello shot. I didn't know that they really meant that it, like they were actually no. There's reports oh. that they people were getting pricked with stuff. I saw that. Yeah, one. yeah, th- th- that's oh, the Jesus. one that I heard. But also, yeah, I mean, if they were going around with like, especially a lot of people do uh, uh, like thumb on top for yeah. flashlights. I um, that could be I mistaken had that for a syringe party. too. I I had it was a it was a big syringe and it was like a fill of jello shots. Jello. Oh, oh yeah, dude, those things fantastic. will fuck I mean, you up. This just happened at WWE. 
um a wrestler is walking back and then there's a small kid up front as soon as they saw him walking over everybody rushed him and that kid was was like getting smashed Jesus adults God. were smashing that kid yeah like there's no regard or no nothing like that yeah, some yeah. people are just idiots and then they stopped him and it was able to back him up but yeah it, it it's about their moment more than it is any anybody mm-hmm. else around them yeah i agree it's uh yeah it's it, it's uh, like i said it's the ultimate formula of the way that that night went down there was something about the all of the things that went into that it and i you're right bj i don't think we can be like hey travis scott you fucked up you know what i mean like did he probably hire someone who had failed at some point possibly but so is every CEO that's ever had to fire somebody. So like, but they maybe didn't kill nine people, but I, but, but I don't know some, the, the biggest thing takeaway for me is the fact that, um, you know, 30 to 40 minutes after the city had declared it a multiple mass death event, mass casualty event that it just didn't stop there. Like, like I feel like that point you need to pull the plug on the show and just be like, we need to evacuate. People are dying. Sorry for the rest of the show. Like that just, you know, that just seems basic, like basic logic to me. And it probably wasn't procedure. And it probably was this combination of the show must go on. And like, you know, what would the rest of the fans want or just people not knowing that. And if the city didn't communicate properly to, to officials within the concert um, or police weren't able to notify people within the concert, which is a very real thing too. Cause I doubt that they had a contact list, you know, security should have had a contact list for like the, the festival director um, and that sort of thing. But you know, who knows? Maybe they didn't. And like, it's these, sorts of little failures in the chain that i think cost people nine their their lives well then houston pd is being accused of taking selfies there while they're there and this is going on oh fuck same thing what happened at kobe bryant when the helicopter they were taking pictures i'm not saying of the death sure yeah yeah. i'm saying it was either taking selfies that they were there and then because you know one thing if you watch concert security they don't move like they don't they just look forward but a cop is different, you know, that's, you know, so. Yeah. And who knows what kind of security it was. It could have just been some random guys that were just some big guys that got a free T-shirt, free tickets, got to hear Travis Scott and other people and asked to be security. I don't I don't know because with insurance on these, like, I, yeah. they, there's, got a, there's a lot more fact-checking because the nine people died, that's not the worst thing. I, I know this sounds horrible. No. What, what's worse is how is he going to get insurance again in another festival yep. that's the worst thing what's his premiums going to be like it's not that those people died it's like what's it going to affect me in the future and, that, and that's the funny and that's the sad part right yeah. a plane crashes we're all upset well, but what do they what do they think about yeah. okay what what do we have to do as a company to move forward like all right you died but we got to figure this out sure and, yeah. yeah and so american airlines still has to figure out a way to fucking get people on their planes yeah like, which is which yeah which also sucks about the whole with the corporate mentality but that's what happens when people become corporations when when you am you know when when you know like i am so small scale but i am super cognizant of like you know like not that i'm scared to wear some brands out in public but i definitely won't wear certain brands out in public just simply because like i don't know maybe i'm affiliated with them of some kind and you know i don't want to say something in public that like is you know because you guys know i just say some shit that you know is honest to me whether i you know believe it or not uh well actually why would i say if i didn't believe something it wouldn't be honest but like you know be careful man puma might get pissed that you're saying this (laughs) 
hey puma if you want to your shoes fucking broke by the way fuck you puma they i got a busted loop on these they are less than two months old go f- get fucked well i mean that's why i only <laughs> use apple products because they've been helping with suicide prevention for a long time those nets are great <laughs> <laughs> they are oh too man. bad they, oh i'm not saying that could you just get worse than what i just said i mean if we i mean what was the uh what was the jimmy cars uh jimmy Carr was asked um the most offensive joke he's ever written oh yeah i saw that and he said uh you know if they were to if we could just get a couple million more nets for the people in Africa, we could save millions of mosquitoes of needlessly dying of AIDS. Yes. <laughs> oh my and god. And that was the uh, that was the most offensive joke he's ever written. That was Jimmy Carr, the uh, comedian Jimmy Carr, not that, uh, not me. I was, didn't write that joke. That was on the old when they used to have the comedians and like sitting around each other. Yes, the green yeah. room is what that was called. Because yeah, there was a couple different ones. One had uh, Colin Quinn on it. Yeah, it was a Showtime show that only went for like two seasons, but it was super dope. Yep. It was just like it was like five to eight comedians or so like killers yeah. uh everyone from fucking bo burnham to like gary shandling to uh mark Marin, bill burr fucking you know and, and this was in like the uh like 2008 or nine that this was joe i, I think rogan was on one of those episodes um ray romano ray romano he was, was on, on the bo burnham one because they were saying stuff to bo burnham and i don't think they realized at that time bo burnham was probably bigger than ray romano yeah yeah exactly and they, i think they made the joke i think they made the joke of uh uh no but bo burnham made the joke to gary shandling like uh you know just speaking for the rest of the young generation who the fuck are you yep <laughs> <laughs> and gary shandling goes oh that's a great joke it's so good because it's so mutual <laughs> it's so fucking good dude it's so good and these are all just like those those off the collar you know those riffing shooting the shit moments with comedians but yeah I th- no i, I it's think crazy. we're forgetting the x factor of this travis scott thing he has attachments to the kardashians he which is a fucking witch coven he i'm does. telling you i also be how how else could they go from like oh to like oh my god your body you look perfect yeah, yeah. and kylie jenner was there was it kylie who who, who was travis Ky- scott Ky- Ky- yeah and once again she was a minor that's gross um we forget we just forget yeah. that shit we went shit. through the list yeah. we went through the list the other day jerry lee lewis ted nugent um ellis presley woody uh, allen with his own Wo- daughter. woody allen uh travis scott and then tiga like he dated her before and she was even younger jesus and Christ. ted nugent's like well her parents signed her over and i was like yeah that sounds like <laughs> Signed her over yeah absolutely jesus you yeah ted nugent's a pedophile yeah that's yeah be. he's a predator and that's why i can't stand ted nugent not because yeah. of his views but like he's like better to be with me than some druggy 70 i was like not what? every kid was on drugs in yeah. the 70s dude yeah no. Wow. It was behind the music, and they're just like, oh, we'll just put this in there. Like, it's no sure. big deal. And I watched it again. I'm like, whoa. Did you wait. say Elvis? Elvis, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking, yeah. Uh, Priscilla was, what, 15, right? I think I think she was 15, and then uh, Jerry Lee Lewis's cousin, who took to England, was 13. Yeah. Cousin? Well, Jesus. I mean, even Ben Franklin was into the youngins. Yeah. You know, they, they said, all were. So. And that, like, that, again, it goes, goes back to that whole... That blood sacrifice, that shit's been around for thousands of years. I think it, I think the problem is also with that age, it's about control. Well, yeah, right? for sure. I mean, because you're, gonna ba- listen you're to basically you. raising a teenager as your wife. Yep. I'm going to take away your iPad. Easy to manipulate, yeah. easy to control. Sure. It just makes it just, we've, we have too many people of fame who 
openly and just walk around like, oh yeah, I met her when she was sixteen. But that was in the seventies. It was a different time. Like, no, it's not. No, child it's not mol- a different child molestation yeah. doesn't change over time. No. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. It's no, it's, no less traumatizing. You know, I just so I guess Ted Ted Nugent is the white R. Kelly. Just he, <laughs> we just don't know if he's peeing on kids or girls. No, see, R. Kelly had talent before he started peeing on girls. I, that Ted is Nugent true. had one song, Wingo Tango. And then cat he, scratch fever he song? got that actually from a chick named cat fucked him up one time she was like 12 probably yeah. <laughs> what was yeah, how would you feel if someone's trying to penetrate you when you don't want it right you know <laughs> <laughs> he had that uh can i take you high enough that super group too oh mountain yeah can i take you high no yeah, yeah or uh mississippi queen that was also ted nugent mountain oh was it yep Mississippi Queen. Yeah. Did you uh, see the NRA tapes? What? After Columbine? What? So, no. So there's this, um, I can't say an NRA. It's a personal thing. Sure. I don't see the point in them. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like organized religion. You're going to give money to someone else to tell you how to like feel about things. Sure. I guess. But I guess after Columbine <laughs> happened, uh, they went into damage control course and then they were talking about maybe even offering to pay for some of the funerals and one of the, one of the guys was like well you know we can't do that because it looks like you know we're responsible for it but these kids lay dead and they're doing damage which well, i'm not shocked about but i was just like you guys are scumbags jesus christ so the tapes were were damaged can you find one yep. on youtube it's no it's uh like transcripts yeah um uh and nra has lost a lot of power sure uh, because if you're able to fucking read, you don't just, I, <laughs> yeah, there's too many no. sheeps. There's yeah, too many sheeps. For sure. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's like they hand you an NRA membership anytime you buy a rifle. It's like, you know, now that you have this, you got to take these views with it. It's like, do I? Do I? Yeah. Do I really have to? The funny part, and I'm huge pro Second Amendment. Like, sure. There, there's people, a couple weeks ago, I was in here doing a podcast with a gun laid on the couch. I was sure. like, oh my God. Yeah. I did ask if they were working on a movie set, though. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you don't have to be a part of a group <coughs> just because you own a certain product. Like the boys, yeah. the girls club was a great group. Yeah, yeah it, was. it was a great group. Yeah. Uh, a secret in a NRA. This is from NPR, which I do. I do follow a lot of NPR news. A secret tape made after Columbine shows the NRA's evaluation on school shootings. Um, so soon after Columbine shooting in 1999, senior leaders in National Rifle. Association huddled on a conference call to consider canceling their annual convention scheduled just days later and a few miles away. Oh, shit. Uh, 13 people laid dead in Colorado, more than 20 injured. Images of students running from school were looped on TV. The NRA strategists on the call sound shaken and panicked as they pondered their next step in what would become an era of routine and horrific mass school shootings. And in those private moments, the NRA considered a strikingly more sympathetic posture towards mass shooting then an uncompromising stance would take in public in the decades since even considered $1 million to fund the care for the victims. Hmm. Do it. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't care if someone's like, oh, you're no, who cares? We will take care of you for therapy here. We'll help you out. Right. Yeah. We don't want to do that. Cause then it looks like we're taking responsibility. Uh, NPR has obtained more than two and a half hours recording to those private meetings after Columbine shooting, which offer unique insight to NRA's uh, deliberations in this wake of crisis and how a struggle developed, what would become a standard response to school shootings ever since? Uh, everything we do here has a downside. NRA official Kanye Robinson says on the tape, 
don't anybody kid yourself about the great macho thing of going down there and showing our chest and showing how damn tough we are. We're deep shit on this deal, and so anything we do here is going to be a matter of trying to decide the best whole bunch of every very, very bad choices. Jesus. Yep. I mean, sure. And then, you know, fuck. I watched like three hours of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial this week. Jesus. <clears throat> That's some funny fucking shit. At one point, the defense was like, did you, we can't use the zoom in or out feature. It's like adding pixels. It's not the real image. And then the judge shows his text messages like, and I'm just like. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and then, pl- and then the defense was like, I need to zoom in on these videos. <laughs> Here, play, out of here. play Lee Greenwood again on your phone. Oh my god! It fucking played four or five times. His he wouldn't shut the fucking sound off, and and then it would go off and be America. And dude, it's so fucking good, dude. And then at one point, this one woman like almost fell. Like it's the shit around it that like made me laugh the most. But then Kyle Rittenhouse's fake. Can we pull up his fake crying? I don't know that I I've mean, seen the I, fake crying. It's it. Just, I watched it live. It just sounded like a like a t like a TV set show. Dude, you know, like it's like this. It it seemed like there were there was this room, and there was this ca- and there were cameras around, it, and then outside of that room was nothing but like outsideness, like just the regular world. It just seemed like a like a complete show, like a complete television. Yeah, show. I mean, yeah, Judge and Judy. The prosecutor was, you know, prosecutors are just generally fuckwads, but like I stopped watching. I got it back. was yeah, it was something, man. Why is his <clears throat> why is his mom not arrested? Yeah, I don't know. That's the only thing I, like, hey, if he's found in- innocent because he went up here, did whatever, I get it. But like a seventeen year old kid with a gun he's not supposed to have in a place he doesn't live, and you're gonna let him go up there. I have more issue with the parents than what he did because he's seventeen years old. Yeah. My yeah, kid, my, my kids still pee on the toilet seat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't give a fuck if you are a lifeguard. You're not going down to play fucking Rambo. Lifeguard? What, yeah. He ain't fucking the no, rock. He lied. He lied and said he was he had EMT training. That's yeah. why he was going there. Yeah. But these guys are all idiots. He just looks like a douche. I'm sorry. Well, he knows he's going to get. He knows he's not going anywhere. The judge likes him. This fucking guy, Mr. Rosenbaum. Mr. Rosenbaum was now running from my right side, um, and I was cornered from in front of me with Mr. Zeminski, and there were <laughs> this is this is rough. This is that's how I Yeah, that's. <laughs> I was about to say the vinegar strokes. <laughs> this is your hero. This is this. That's me fighting a sneeze. Yeah, Jesus. this is. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> Hell, Hitler. We know. <laughs> <laughs> is, I thought you were saying just... go Braves. That's right, run. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Get the kid a Xanax. Jesus. That is the worst. Please don't talk about the case during the break. Read, watch, and listen to any kind of God damn. That is like. That's like. There was. That's what, that's what I did water. when I was a kid when I got a D on my report card. 
<laughs> you're trying I to do your mom not. hey kyle kyle what is this d for what is this d here don't don't start with that don't start with that kyle you know what you were doing you tried don't give me that go to your room go to your room i uh no like i said he's he's not gonna be found guilty and then like i yeah, no, I, I I don't think he'll get first degree. I think he'll he'll either take a plea deal. I don't think the I don't think he's going to get off with it. I don't know. There's just so many other things he could have done differently that yeah. I think he had to make too many stupid fucking decisions to get to where he was for it to not be like yes, I want to go play fucking Rambo and act like I'm an EMT that really is just maybe giving you a band aid. Yeah, well, an ENT with a gun. Like a, a heavy, sure. That heavy, is a great point gun. the prosecution made. Like this was for my protection from who? Like if you, if you weren't going in there to be in agitation, like then, yeah, exactly. Then, then you know, I feel like if you can you, shoot you think, that gun, then then you yeah. can you can sit up in that chair and and describe what happened at that moment. You knew everyone like in that cr- exactly. You knew everyone in that crowd was going to see you as a threat because you wore a big gun. Yeah, exactly. The people with pistols were probably were the ones in the crowd. Like the one guy did have a handgun, mm-hmm. um, but like you know, he also was over the age of eighteen and legally, you know, was was allowed to have it. But like, um, yeah, you you know, you're going to be seen as a threat, and you know that you're going out there trying to play army medic when you don't even barely know how to fucking shave your pubes. Like, what the fuck so are you even are doing? are they saying anything about him being 17 with a gun? Like, is that like... They, they, I feel like, they went like through that's all those an laws automatic them, yeah. charge, regardless. Regardless of what happens, yeah. you are being charged with the unlawful whatever of a hand... Or a well, whatever. He, that's definitely part of it, because... And, and then he explained why he did it the way he did, and he claimed ignorance of the law. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah, you still broke the law. For sure. And, and that makes... And that was the point that the prosecution it's like, made it's like the kid from iu that raped that girl on the you know the the, the kid from the, the uh, swimming team you know it, there was just so many stupid excuses well i'm a college athlete and i didn't have anything to, and we were drinking and it was just a situation and yeah. she was just there and well and then the judge says well you know he's a he's a college athlete he he has good grades we don't want to ruin his life yeah and that like what i don't know if brock turner was iu was that iu i uh, thought yeah. it was like oklahoma no that that was no, IU. No, shit. No, no there was one in stanford too oh i think yeah, i think it was, was a guy stanford. from stanford I, I i heard athletes are allowed one rape i think so depending <laughs> on if what, d1 depends many, on how good you are if you're four stars five stars yeah yeah yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the three stars. I don't. We, we don't got the money for that. Yeah. Just, the only reason I say they rape at most. Rape is not funny. I don't condone it. For but sure. our justice system does. Yeah. Yes. Because the people on the comments, like, I thought it was innocent until proven guilty. I was like, really? Yeah. When did you guys start saying this again? Yeah. yeah. You remember when OJ just recently said he doesn't like going to Los Angeles because he could be sitting next to whoever did it what yeah he said i don't like going to los angeles anymore because you know i could i could be literally sitting next to the person who did it it's wow. like bro you sit next to the person who did it every day every damn day i thought it's because you just didn't like the wait staff there in the restaurant <laughs> no yeah they're not yeah, they're not fast enough yeah they're not a cut above like the ones in florida oh hi oh uh, oh, is that where it was, Florida? No, that's where he's been staying at in Florida. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> he'll find him on the golf courses. There you go. Yeah, he will. Yep. That would be one dude I'd love to hang out with. <laughs> OJ. OJ. But with a lot of people around. Because <laughs> I don't want to see that other side. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? You right? say and if he was smart, he would have claimed CTE. 
Yeah. Yeah, he would have. And that's probably what he has. I don't I don't know if he's been if I mean, yeah, he fucking might and that might have been why he did what he did, but I think that yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Be very easy what you say now. No, I'm not. You're gonna get in trouble. The juice is loose. Uh <laughs> I uh, at that note, I think we could, we could probably wrap Juice it up loose. right there. Grass is tall. I don't think it was. I don't think it was OJ. I actually think it was his son. Really? I, I think his, I think his son had a part of it too because his son was like uh, a very scorned, angry child towards uh, towards his mom. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. That's one. Of the, that's one. That's a theory that actually, if you listen to him, like when you see him. Uh, his son greets him as soon as he gets to the house before they actually arrest him in a white Bronco. He's the first one out there. He's the one like guarding traffic and he's the one that had some negative things to say about Nicole. Interesting. I wonder if the glove fit him. I mean, I cover Possibly. it. I cover it for my kids. I mean, I would, I think. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a hard thing for me to say just cause I don't have any, but I mean, I think it'd be hard pressed for me to not want to try and get my, if, it had to do with a child i would absolutely not no the child the child's but, limit but yeah yeah that i think that's the only thing that would you know pretty much anything else i would have to yeah i'd have to be there for him until proven innocent or until, well, i would just tell him i'd be like hey i'm gonna give you a 24 hour head start like they do every criminal you got 24 hours i'll tell him i haven't seen you and good best of luck you know yep. what i'm saying well i mean now that can never happen but hopefully that <laughs> doesn't hopefully that's not a thing uh but but i mean i i think a lot of people are that way honestly my, my mom even said you know if you ever get in trouble you know call me first and i'm like oh fuck okay <laughs> shit i didn't know my mom was in the mob uh <laughs> all right y'all i think uh we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here um just a reminder jason Ritchie at uh in muncie tuesday at any craft brew wednesday at Kettletop brew house both of those shows are at 8 p.m um wednesday november 16th and no wednesday the 17th tuesday the 16th um and uh thursday we have trivia in fairmount with the uh, music through time trivia and uh that's it for me follow me at uncle buck's house i think nick's got our song of the day yeah what you got uh, it's a a metal group i don't listen to much metal unless i'm working out but this song was it just captivated me but they're called bloody wood and <laughs> And um, the song is called Gadar. They're an Indian folk metal group from the Middle East. So. Yeah. I And I love the name of this band for two reasons. One, it's like a play on Bollywood. Yeah. Honestly. But also like Indian people are known for saying bloody a lot. Yeah. Yo, you bloody. You, you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> yo, you bloody bitch. You know, like I've heard that one a lot. And like, uh, no, you bloody. Like, no, you bloody buddy. It's one of those things. Uh, but uh, yeah, this uh, song, we listened to it on the way up here. It is pretty fucking tight. Yeah, it is. Enjoy, y'all. Deuces. Yeah, I'm a 
CSA turning to faith, faith turning to hate, hate turning to votes, votes turning to notes. Like a kind of black money with the antidote, best kind of bloody yeah, we're bringing the hope. You gotta walk the road, but when you block the vote, tell what you're not sure you wanna gotta block the phone. Where you at? I don't need no gun, I bring the fire and the fury of the third world, son. The crap, they call them governance More than a rap man, we're reforming governments Full on attack man, get with the plan We're here to pull apart the politicians in the god plan Yeah, yeah we're saying but we're saying nothing new We're just saying you better do the shit you say you're gonna do None of that fake shit, WWE Cause you know we keep it real like the UFC, uh Oh!